Good morning, Motorsport Minute listeners. Today we are doing another episode. Uh, I was sitting down with my co-host, Nevada, and also with our guest, Caleb Sorensen, with All In Promotions. Uh, Caleb does shows all over the country, so we're going to find out what he's got planned for the year and uh, see what it takes to be successful at his level. You got, you got some pretty big stuff going on. Black Hills beat down the state line. Um, you know, the motorsport, the derby industry, you really, in the last few years, just blew up. Uh, what, what got you into it? Well, I, we, you know, like that, when we were doing the Black Hill or the Bakken in Sydney, you know, I had that derby planned for like eight years. And uh, we've talked about it and talked about it and talked about it and all that. And I just, I never had, you know, enough money to make sure I could pay the guys, pay the drivers without having to worry about entry fees and all that. You know, I didn't want to have a derby and then not be able to afford to pay everybody. So that's what took so long to put everything together. I finally got, you know, oil filled was good and we finally saved up some money. And I just said, Hey, you know, I had the rules wrote down. I mean, I had all the plans wrote down for a long time. And, uh, I said, Hey, we got, we had a pretty good month that one month when I announced it and I just took the money out of the other account and put it in savings. And I said, let's do it. Let's just go. So, I mean, it's been a dream for a long time to, to do, you know, promote derbies and we do some concerts here and there and do some other stuff too, but. I don't know, like when we roll them cars out for the heat or the championship, it feels like I'm in the car too, you know, like I get butterflies and it's cool. Right. And it takes an army. I mean, how many guys do you got helping you when you do these shows? Oh, there's 20 of us. I mean, I got, you know, Kyle and of course, Trace Peterson used to be one of my head techs and he's kind of stepping down. He's got some business opportunity he wants to go after. And so Kyle's now our head, Kyle Wetzel's our head tech. And I couldn't, I mean, my wife and Jenna and all these, all my other guys rob and all them guys i couldn't do it without all of them you know what i mean it's it's crazy and it, it does take an army i mean it you can't you gotta have people on the berm you gotta have these people teching and teching and everybody knows teching is the hardest part of the whole deal yeah but i i feel we do a very fair tech and we try anyway i mean we're always going to miss something i mean you can't be perfect 100 percent. oh that's 100 percent. you're always man, there's always going to be a missed call and yeah you just can't catch it all there's always going to be one guy out of 100 that's pissed it's just how it goes yeah or Um, or 10 out of 100 or what i mean it is what it is right you can't please everybody we try but i mean a lot of guys will tell you and a lot of guys won't i don't know that i'm not i'm a no bs kind of guy i mean if i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you how it is and that you know that's what it is i guess i don't know right no absolutely and you have to be you have to be blunt because Otherwise, these drivers will try to walk all over you. Oh, yeah. And and the other deal about these derbies and that, like, the, without the drivers, we can't do it. But without the fans, we can't do it either. You know, so it's got to be a it's a two-way street. You know, you got to have the fans. You got to have the drivers. So you got to make everybody happy, you know. Yep. And, yep. like, moving to Rapid, you know, moving that show to Rapid, that's, you know, bigger venue for us. Everybody in Rapid. Sydney was great. They were great to us for the most part. But Rapid is the fairgrounds and rapid is absolutely incredible to us. I mean, they, they, they put all their crew on it for us, whatever we need. And they're there and they love it. You know, and we did their fair show for them in August of last year. And we're going to do it again for them this year. And I mean, John at the fairgrounds and all of them, the old Paul, he's like the fairgrounds, the grounds manager. 
Sure. Like he let us sleep our lifts there now. And like, I mean, just whatever we want to do, they love it. You know, they just absolutely love it. Right. So I can ask for a better, better place. As you know, um, you know, a lot of these venues, you know, they do rodeos and they do whatever else. A lot of the time, a demolition derby makes them more money than a lot of the other shows they're doing. Oh, absolutely. But they got to have the rodeo because it's, you know, the rodeo has been going on for 200 years, you know, I mean, right. obviously, but, um, and they just can't, I mean, the derby and every fair, if you ever look at the fairgrounds books, it's always the derbies or the motocross or something else that brings all the money in. Right. Absolutely. And moving it down and, to and the rodeo is a packed house too, but what's that? Oh, I was gonna say moving it down to rapid is just like a whole demographic of people as far as location, you know, like North Dakota, Montana is kind of the rodeo is still a big thing just because of where we live and the things that people do for livings. But then you get down there, you know, they have the racetrack, they have Sturgis and they have the motocross stuff and arena cross all winter. So like you're really catering just the random person that's going to come to an event down in rapid is a lot more broad to be more right. and stuff than maybe up here. right well like that that 4gmx or whatever that they do down there that robert puts yep. on yep so robert's a huge supporter of us like he brought us water truck and i met robert this last year at the, at the black hills and he like texts me all the time like hey buddy do you need me to do anything in the near future like he's great and then so we ended up sponsoring that their little motocross deal to try to get our name out there a little better and I mean, everybody there is great. You know, we had a little issue with the dirt guy like this last year. Um, and so we found another company to do it for us and they did the fair one for us and they knocked it out of the park. And now they're going to do the arena for us in June. And I just, everybody there is amazing. I just can't, you know, it's just like, there's so much more, less stress moving there than it was in Sydney. Like Sydney, we had to do everything. We had to bring in our own, bleachers our own this our own that our own this and like in rapid you tell john's like what do you need and i tell him boom it's there an hour later you know nice yeah so it's it's a nice little nice little just adjustment you know yeah that's crazy you say that because my niece and nephew race every every race that 4gmx does down there so i see your banner uh hanging in the rafters all the time and he's kind of got it around the arena so that's pretty neat yeah robert's great i mean they're, they're all great i just and even like my crew was like, man, this is so much nicer, you know? And like I said, Sydney was great, but they, they weren't necessarily pushing us out. They wanted us to stay. They begged us to stay, but they built a bunch more stuff in the fairgrounds that kind of cut our pits in half. Oh. And I just kind of seen, you know, like the, we'd never be able to grow there, you know, even though the community right. in Sydney, like the hotels and everything, everybody was great. And actually, my aunt is the fairgrounds manager, like the grounds manager in Sydney. Okay. So that helped a lot, but they were, you know, more towards the rodeo and all that stuff. And I just, I was like, well, never going to be able to get bigger. And you have to bring in a lot of people to Sydney to, you know, make the, you know, actually derby people. Well, when you're in Rapid, Mm -hmm. it's such a big town that they don't have to be derby people. They can just come watch something because it's something new, you know. Right, right. Well, you like have if they're so in August, it was a sold-out crowd. Like we put bleachers around the whole arena, and we they had to turn people away at the gate. They had nine thousand people there. Like, and wow. that's an average for them at the fair derby. So I'm hoping 
which I think we will now that people know and whatever that June we could do that same thing, but um, it just takes time, you know. Absolutely, a lot of time. So, what other other than uh, your Black Hills show? Because uh, we'll touch on that a little later um, with what you got going on within the show. But uh, what other shows you got going on? So the State Line Casino, um, Jesse's his name. He he's the manager there, and the guy that owns all that is Jesse's kind of buying all that stuff from him. So they own them two casinos out there west of Williston. When I was a kid, the State Line had one of the bigger derbies around. Okay. So anyway, Jesse contacted me, and hey, we you know we we're trying to get into more sports. They do a bunch of mud drags and motocross and stuff, and you know, we'd like to put a derby or do something or whatever. So I said, well, yeah, we can figure something out. Well, he actually drove down to the August Derby to the fair Derby and rapid just to see how everything goes. Sure. Um, and then he leaves and calls me. He's like, man, I'm ready. Let's roll. Let's roll. Let's roll. So I said, well, before we go any farther, I said, I want to make sure that you understand that we're not going to, we're not going to have a derby and not have the money for these people, you know? Right. So they, they pretty much hired me, you know, to come and promote. And yep. I said, well, how much do you need? I said, I need at least 15,000 for payout for the derby. Oh, and that kind of struck it, you know, like, well, <laughs> I said, I'm not putting the derby on and not going to pay these guys. So yep. I said, figure that out. He calls me back a couple weeks later. He goes, I, we can do it. So he talk, must talk to the owner or whatever. Da, da, da. He said, but we want to do a concert, maybe uh, the day of the Derby or the Friday or something. I said, well, we can handle that because I put concerts on down here in Oklahoma too. Sure. I said, that's no big deal. And uh, so we booked a Spandex Nation from Vegas to come in on Friday and play. And then we'll do the Derby on Saturday. Um, and I'm hoping rules will be done today for that Derby because I'm going to try to use Montana Class 2 rules if oh, they're what okay. I like. And Katie told me that they should have them done today and that's but, uh, uh the week before uh black hills or yeah so yeah we that's the weekend before the black hills which it's going to be a stalker build you know motor swaps well bumpers on small cage other than that there ain't gonna be nothing special um and i think it'd be really good to get my crew ready for the big show um and you know, it's more of it's going to be more of a local show anyway, and around Williston and Sydney and all that area, it's more right. of a stock kind of build kind of people anyway. Right. So, and then we're actually going to have a filler class at my at the big show, the Black Hills, of them same rules. So sure. anything left over from that show can come to Black Hills and do a little filler heat. Perfect. Yeah, so I guess we can roll right into that unless Nevada's got anything. But the Black the Black Hills, now you're kind of teaming up with Sam for that November show in Rapid City. Uh, I mean, what, what got you to that? I mean, that's kind of exciting, using one of your shows to be one of the, could potentially be one of the biggest shows uh, coming up in Rapid City. So, yeah, so Sam called me, Sam and Chris called me and said, hey, you're the first one we're calling. We want you to know we're not stepping on any toes. Um, we want you aware of all this. Uh, Rapid's got one of the best inside facilities, and we looked at that place too. Um, and he just said, we want to do like a championship deal where, you know, so many shows qualify, top three, and then we have a one one heat deal 
where pretty much you're crowned the best in the country. Um, right. And there'll be no entry fee or nothing for that uh, that one heat deal with Sam's. And he's going to bring all us in and we'll, we'll tech all the cars or our head tech will, and we'll make all the calls on the track. Um, so anybody that, you know, does call, and we're going to pay, you know, so it'd be top three in Mad Dog from each one of these shows. Sure. And when we're going to pay them drivers to come if they show up. So right. it's kind of like a rewarding deal, you know, like you, you work hard and here you are, you know? Right. Right. Yeah, I mean it's it's huge for all of you, uh, all the bigger promoters, because it's kind of getting your name on the mainstream, for sure. Yeah, I'm, you know, love or hate Sam, you know, there's people who love him, there's people who hate him, but that guy can put a derby on. We all know that, you know. Yeah, and, uh, and he developed. I mean, Smash it can say whatever, but he developed the, I mean, biggest derby in the world. I mean, right. You know, let's just call it spade a spade. So. It's pretty cool to be a part of it. You know, we got another show in the works. It's going to be pretty big, too. Um, I'm going down to sign contracts here pretty quick. And sure. uh, I don't want to talk about that one yet until I have contracts signed. Do we get wanna... any hints on it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be big. It's going to be, it'll be, yeah, it'll be, it'll be big. And we're not sure if we're going to do it like a team, team setup or if we're just going to do bunch of singles or how we're going to do it yet but um sure it'll be it'll be in march of 24 okay okay um, it'll, be, it'll be indoor and it'll be it'll be huge are you uh are you teaming so, up with anyone for it or are you doing it that no solo? no that's just so i've been working on that for about two years too i've been kind of waiting for covid to get away and stuff we were going to do it in tulsa oklahoma but um we decided to go even bigger so where we're going to plan on doing it is huge, huge, huge. So, and I just, like I said, the COVID kind of hit and kind of slowed things down and we just don't want to have, you know, where we got to limit fans and limit this and limit that. So, right. But we got everything, everything in order for the most part, we just got to get down and sign contracts. And then as soon as we sign contracts, um, it's a hundred percent go, but I just don't, I don't like leading people on and then it not happening. You know what I mean? It's kind of just a shady deal. Uh, so I'd rather 100% feel you. We got a couple contracts hanging out there as well. And you just you can't really tell anyone because it might not, you know, might fall through or whatever. So happens. Right. And there's some other fairs that are we're going back and forth with right now. I'm trying to, they're trying to get us booked. And um, so there might be five, six shows this next summer. There might be only three. I don't know yet. Um, just it's the same thing. Everybody, they don't understand that if we're gonna do it, we got to get on it, and get advertising out, and yada yada yada, so people know 100%. about it. You know, yeah, hundred percent. You have a derby, people are gonna show up, and that's not the case. But it's like that, the fair show in um, Rapid. You know, they John's like, well, we need. You know, this show is just. I think just hiring you, we're gonna get more cars and be a better show. And I said, Hey, I'm not a miracle worker at all. Like I can't mm-hmm. just turn something around. Yep. You know, they, they used to have a really good show and then they had some bad blood in there and I don't, I don't know names or who did what or whatever, but they, it started the car count, which the car count for the last couple of years has been down everywhere. Cause I mean, economy, COVID, everything, but yep. Um, they, they just kind of were going, going downhill. And so 
we did their August deal and they loved it. And we didn't have, I think we had 15 cars, which isn't the best, but um, it's a good start. And they expected it, you know, like John, when they were out talking with the third board, well, you know, if it's anything like your show and da, 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 I said, Hey, like that took that, that didn't just happen overnight either. You know, like, no. I, I can't, I'm not a miracle worker. I can't turn it around right away. I said, but give me two, three years and we'll do what we can, you know? Right. And uh, so I'm hoping this next August one for them is going to be a little bigger, but I don't know. They're, they're, I'm probably in the same boat. People either love me or hate me, but at the end of the day, we try to do the best we can and no BS kind of people, you know, if we see something or try to make the best calls you can, but you can't, you can't, like, you can't always please people and you can't always make the best call. Right. There's getting to be a lot of younger guys and even guys that used to do it, getting back into it down in that part of the world too, whether it's from, you know, your beatdown show or now Sam show moving down there, just Derby down in that part of the country is really starting to grow again and getting smaller or newer guys into it. So like, I think Mm -hmm. because of that, that fair show will probably continue to grow back to maybe the way it what used to be yeah and that's what we're kind of hoping and like the the crowd's there so you don't have to worry about that just getting all the drivers on board to try new things and you know right um a lot of people were we had a lot of people pre-register and then you know they they were thinking they could just bring their bot their black hills cars well then they got a lot more trashed at the black hills than they thought they would so Right. We actually brought in some Nebraska drivers that ran the Black Hills that come to the first show, so that was cool. Um, and then, of course, the local people and stuff. That it just takes time, and you can't. I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day, um, right? So, and I, I know, like uh, for our stuff, we're trying to go. How would you say it? Back to basics, maybe. Um, the full mm-hmm. cradle, the full trans brace, and stuff. That's not over. But you're not going to get people into it and just jump right into something like that. So there's a place for them kind of rules, you know. And my favorite builds to this day is like a kind of what I'm going to do for that state line, just a weld bumpers on, small little cage, you know, lower cradle to protect your engine, stuff like that. Just really easy build, and you can still. And even my rules for the, you know, the reason my rules are a little bit more is because, you know, there's a lot of money on the line. You got to have a car right. that can compete. And, and the way I make these guys drive, you know, I couldn't expect them to drive super hard if, you know, they, they don't have the car to do it. Um, Absolutely. And I like my rules too. They're, I just, uh, it just depends. You got to, you got to have the rules for the crowd or for the people that are coming. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. So it's, you know, like Utah and that rules and, you know, whatever, they're a different, different animal too. You know, you go out east, Iowa, and that, that's a different style of rules, you know? Right. You just kind of got to get the rules for the drivers. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, even you hop over one state from North Dakota over to Minnesota, it's like a whole different world. You know, everything, mm-hmm. it's called stock, but it's like our limited weld, and their limited weld is like a full weld. So. Right. Yeah, I know, I know, and that's like these everybody calling these super stock rules and you, they're they're like my class three rules and I'm like easy you know but right I don't it's everybody's got a different opinion on that I guess but and I get hard cars are hard to find in that but it's just like you know in the Black Hills this year we open it up to any car you know we never let Imperials or O3s or Sueys around and them California guys wanted 
Suey's and all that. And I said, well, I can't just open it to Suey's. I don't have to open it up all the way. And I don't know if it hurt us or helped us. You know, some people are scared of Imperials. Some people are scared of O3s. Um, but we're going to try it. And if it, you know, if we talk to everybody at the pit meeting this year and they're like, no, I'd, we don't want to see all that. Well, maybe we'll go back or, you know, like the right. Blizzard Bash, you know, some years they let Imperials, some years they don't. Right. You know, we might do that. We might pick, you know, next year we might say O3s and Sueys, but no Imperials or vice versa or back to basics. I don't know, but right. um, I, I like to change up. It's kind of fun, you know. Right. Yeah, we did the same thing. We opened it up last year and we got a couple O3s. I'm trying to think if we got any Imperials and I don't know. As far as us, we didn't really get any backlash. You don't you don't see the Imperial builders like you used to just because they've kind of gone away since nobody's allowed them to run for how many years but you've watched right. blizzard bash and all that stuff these you know how these new you know how the gms are built now and you know the 98 02s they can take out an imperial or anything else just as easy as any other car oh and opinion. i you know i love driving imperials but i'm not scared of them either i mean i'm gonna no. if i'm in a different car and against imperial i'm gonna stay right with them and i'm gonna beat on their tires you know and right there's a there's a way to there's a way to beat every car and that yeah. and that's just like you know a lot of people were saying we built them rules for caddies well a caddy's never won my show ever you know we didn't build the rules for any specific car i mean right. a caddy obviously and in my opinion at my show you got to have something that keeps steering at for the end you know yeah and we know a caddy and 03 all that they're not going to have steering at the end you know right and so if I mean if I was sitting there and I was and I was gonna run my show and I was trying to pick what car to run, I'd and this sounds crazy because I hate Vicks, but I'd be in either a ninety eight oh two Vic or I'd be in a seventy three Chevy. I love Chevys, I've always run Impalas yeah. and Caprices, that's been my pick forever. But yeah. I know at the end that thing can be snooted up in the air and I'm still steering. Right, right. So that's that's where I go with the Chevy or and the ninety eight two to me is the same thing just a little smaller car but they're fast you can get around and you got to right. be fast on my show you know otherwise somebody's gonna get a hold of you and that's gonna hurt you know right yeah like your show in the feature there's always the caddies that make it there through whatever make it through the heat or have a good heat they they're there just laying the wood to everybody and then all of a sudden they lose tires <laughs> and then then they get ate alive but yeah if you can keep away from those few guys that make it in with a caddy or something, if you have a 9802 or a GM, then you're in pretty good shape for the rest of the heat. If you can weather that first wave of, you know, the caddies or the guys just in there to go full send. So I think with the Imperial right. thing is going to be the exact same way. I mean, if they make it into the feature, it, I mean, they're definitely heat cars and then right. you can weather that wave and, you're going to be in it for the money is what I've noticed going to your show the last few years. And I think uh, Blizzard Bash is a good uh, advocate. Look at the steering on the Imperials. Always broke. Always. There's no, you know, they don't have the quite the reinforcement ability that a GM or a, or a Vic does. Right. Well, now, if you, I mean, GMs will always be on top as far as reliability, you know? Yep. Always. There's, there's no doubt in my mind. I, I've watched it, you know, my dad derby for 20 years and I've been my first derby. I was 13. I think, yeah, 13 or I used my brother's ID and I was actually in mine up safe there. <laughs> and, uh, it, 
I mean, I ran a Ford and I ran two Fords and then I went and I just said, I'm not derbying until I have enough money to afford GMs. Sure. So. Yeah. GM steering is good. Once you swap it all over to Ford stuff. Yeah. Oh, I don't ever put Ford stuff on there in Nevada. Come on now. Never <laughs> have I. Uh, but I don't drive like I used to either. Some call me a sandbagger now, which is fine. I don't care, but I used to be balls to walls all the time. Now I just kind of, Take stuff apart and make sure I'm there at the end, you know. Yeah, I'm. I'm 100. I get it too, uh, especially from close friends that sandbagging. But I want to be there at the end. So mm-hmm. I know people love the hard hitting, but I like to be there right at the end. <laughs> yeah, and I, I used to have some way more mad dogs. I had first place and stuff, and I just and actually my dad just said, "Are you sick of losing?" <laughs> I said, "Well, I'm getting a mad dog." He said, "Do you want to just win one?" Why that was at hard Montana, and I said. Well, I've won some. He goes, why don't you just go out and win tonight? I said, okay. Well, then, you know, and everybody knows once you're winning, they just come easier and easier. Yeah. It's it's like seat time. And I, I'm not trying to be cocky or anything like that, but. No, I hear it you. It seems like the more, the more you're down at the end or whatever, the more you know what's going on, the more you know what you're doing, more seat time. And, and, you know, it's just like going on a Sunday drive or something. That, you know, you got to be able while. to handle that pressure and being at the end, you know. 10 times versus one time, you know, that, that means a lot too. But I, I like that you keep uh, bringing up your dad just because my dad derbied for years. So he's always a big motivator in my back pocket as well. As much as he didn't want me to get into it, he did, but he didn't. Now he's the biggest critiquer on my cars um, oh, or yeah. the biggest advocate for it. You know, if I look up in the crowd, he's the first one giving me the eyes, you know, hit harder, do that. So. <laughs> Yeah. See, that's funny because my dad didn't want me getting into it at all either. And like, he had a trucking business like what I had, but, um, you know, he had a big old trucking company and like we had trailers upon trailers to go get cars and do all this stuff. And it was so bad. He didn't want me doing it. He wouldn't let me use a trailer to go get a car. <laughs> he wouldn't let me build my shop, all this. So I was 13 years old. I, uh, one of my brother's older buddies co-signed for me on a loan. I went and bought a brand new car trailer. <laughs> so I could haul my derby car and I'd have buddies stuck onto my trailer. Well, nice. then it got to the point he was locking my trailer. He was putting like, a, so I would cut his lock off, put my lock on there. He'd cut <laughs> my lock, put his lock on there. So then it got to the point I had to park my trailer somewhere else. Sure. Like, you know, we had a 10 acre yard for his trucking deal and I couldn't even park my freaking trailer there. So, and that's how it was for a long time. He didn't want, he didn't want us all. He was trying to get everybody back into racing and, yeah, you know, stock cars and stuff, and sure. I wanted the derby, and uh, so I ended up renting a little storage unit with another buddy of mine, and I built my cars in there for a little while, and uh, of course, I was just chain cars, so it wasn't no big deal. Right. But yeah, it was like it was like a fight just to get to derby, you know, I'd have to get my brother's ID, and it was a son of a gun, but, but yeah, then, you know, then he was my biggest supporter, you know, after, after oh. everybody grew up, and you know, whatever, but for sure. So what, uh, so were you in Sydney and you're now in that, and you moved to Oklahoma from Sydney? What, what was that? So no, I lived in, I lived in Williston, which is, yeah. So I lived there all my life. And then, um, I had that oil field company and I got lucky enough and right place, right time. We were able to sell it. And my wife is from down here her parents oh, okay. were 15 miles from us so okay 
whatever. I was going back. She, when Brecken was old enough to go to school, she wanted to put him in school down here, which was great. And uh, so I was just kind of going back and forth when I had the oil deal and then I had the custom harvest deal and all that sort of stuff. And um, we decided to go south custom harvesting when COVID hit. And uh, I just didn't, we did it all down here and I went back to North Dakota and finished. And um, that company that bought me out, I was working for them running everything. And I just said, I'm going home. I'm just, I want to be in Oklahoma. Yep. Yep. So that's kind of how that happened. Um, and then I just never, I was going back and forth quite a bit, doing some business stuff and all that. But shit, I, the last time I was back, it was uh, August, I guess, for that. I went to Williston before that fair show and grabbed some more stuff. And um, I don't go back very often now. And I don't, I got rid of my shop up there. I had a house up there. I sold it. And uh, I just, sure. I like it in Oklahoma. We run some cattle and uh, started another new little company down here and then a big deal. And I just kind of making this my home now, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You were kind of telling me about the whole pig deal before Nevada hopped on. That's kind of neat. Um, yeah. It's, it's crazy. The, the amount of money and things like that. It just, it's unreal actually. Oh man. I, ugh, I can, I, you guys, if I told you how much I have invested in it now, you guys would probably hang up the phone because you wouldn't believe me. <laughs> it, I mean, uh, it is crazy. I have just the pigs we bought for show pigs this year, which a lot of them are guilt, so we'll be able to breed them back. But I have $60,000 in just the, the pigs I bought this year. Yeah, I believe it. I and, you know people into the show stuff. There's there's a lot of money involved, you know, and long long bloodlines and everything else. Oh yeah, and like we 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 saved a bunch that we raised too, and I built the kid a brand new barn, air conditioned. I mean, you name it, and it's just I just ordered a fair in house. If the kids love it, that's all that matters. Yeah, I'm like we, you know, we raised a pig this year. The um, a guy bought to keep as a boar, so that's pretty cool. Like our first year raising pigs, and we raised one good enough to stay as a boar and stuff. So that. That'll help out too. It's just the same thing as this Derby and all this. So you got to get your name out there and you got to win some and you got to, yep. you know, and it's the same thing. And because there is politics, I mean, believe it or not, there's a lot of politics in this show and stuff too. <laughs> oh, I, I, um, I've come to find out that it's not just Derbying. Because uh, aside from Derbying, we do other stuff, the mud runs and the car show. It don't matter what you do there is politics in there. and it don't matter if I'm running it or if I'm bringing my own vehicle to be a part of the show, there's politics everywhere. Any show doesn't matter who you are. <laughs> I think that's why yep. politics have never bothered me. Cause I grew up showing livestock. So I've just always been around politics my whole life on that kind of stuff. So <laughs> nothing different anyway. And whatever, if the, those, those certain people don't like you cause you're the one promoting or whatever else, you know, screw them. Don't show up then. That's how I look at well, it. Well, and I tell, you know, I tell everybody, you know, because Kyle, Kyle Wetzel, everybody kind of likes Kyle or you don't or whatever, but he don't like being the hard ass. And uh, I just tell everybody, hey, I'm not doing this to make friends. I'm doing this to put on a good event, a good derby where everybody can come, make some money, have a good time. Yep. So, you know, I might piss you off. I might not. <laughs> whatever. Yep. But, you know, that's just the way it is. Right. So as far as partnering, because you partnered with Sam, do you guys uh, ever? Well, I wouldn't. In... I wouldn't consider that a partnership. With just, Sam. Um, right. That's just, just uh, just start using qualifying. Your show. So I don't have. 
I don't really have any part of, maybe down the road. We've kind of talked about it a little bit here and there, but sure. as of right now, we're not partners on anything. And I, you know, I just don't want to get that clear because everybody thought that. Yeah. Um, so right now it's just me and Sam does his deal and I do my deal. And, right. Right. Um, maybe, maybe down the road we'll, we've talked about it here and there, but maybe we'll join forces. I don't know if it's best for both of us or not good. I don't know. Me and Sam get along real good. So it sure. could be something that comes in the future. I don't know. I guess maybe I should change my verbiage. I, I, I didn't mean, I didn't mean it that way, but would you ever do another jointly operated show with someone? Uh, not, necessarily a partnership but like side by side with someone else or yeah you yeah much... and i you know i've had fairs that want me to um once i've done it in glasgow you know they brought me into tech and stuff when the milk river was still doing all the rest to make sure everything was going good and stuff and that stuff don't bother me at all you know the big shows obviously um like this one that's coming up i mean it's gonna that one I'm talking about, it's going to cost us like $200,000 just to get in the door. Right. Right. Uh, so like partner there, maybe, I don't know. I mean, right. I don't think we need one, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm open. I'm open to a lot of things. I mean, sure. So yeah, I'm just curious for future uh, ideas, I guess. Um, sure, sure. Maybe off the air. I, I do have some ideas for yourself. That would be uh, Rapid City, I guess, mainly, which I think a lot of people have thought about. But uh, we can talk about it off air. I think I think the Derby world in general needs to see it. Um, and that's maybe not necessarily me doing it. It's just giving someone the idea to uh, get the traction to do it. And I think it would be huge for you down in Rapid City. Sure. Yeah, I'm um, open-minded. I mean, you have to be open-minded in anything you do, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I said, I, I don't care. You know, I'll take it with a grain of salt, however you want to take, take the ideas, but, uh, you know, we're just obviously not quite big enough yet to do something to the scale, I guess I'm thinking of. So, and we don't have sure. quite the resources that rapid city Deadwood ish area has. <clears throat> right. For sure. I think something you know, like these bigger shows and Kayla, you probably tell me if I'm wrong, but I think there needs to be something like some of like the dirt track type stuff where the presenting sponsor of some sort, like what Jags or Lucas or you name company in here. And it's kind of like your casino show, you know, the casino's putting up the money or the venue or whatever, where, you know, to get into a big, bigger type or more expensive venue, if there would be like a, jags type right. place on board you know they write the check for 50 grand or whatever it is or the purse or right something. yeah like a derby brought to you by jags or whatever yeah so we're working on that in rapid um and we're working on that in that other deal too it is absolutely hard and sammy can tell you this too it is super hard to get them big corporate companies on board um but once they do you know they they want to see like they want to see if they were to do this you know how do they know that and it's just like anybody else but they're just more critique about it you know well what how are these derby guys going to be buying jags equipment or summit or you know speedway or what you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so that you got to like put this analysis together for them and it, it's a difficult deal 
Um, but it is doable and we're working on it. I have a marketing gal that is working on stuff like that and rapid and, uh, at that other place too. And, um, so it's just, you got to, first you got to prove the concept and then you got, you know what I'm saying? So like this last year, Black Hills, we didn't make any money, which is fine. I knew that. Um, we actually lost a little bit of money just because I upped the purse so high. Um, you know, we only, with the, uh, with all the problems in the world right now, we had less cars and stuff, but, um, which is fine. I mean, I expected that. And then I had to pay for a lot more stuff in rapid this year too. Like the dirt guy that kind of screwed me over and then the skid steers and all this other stuff. Well, this next year, I got a lot of people stepping up to take care of that. So that's going to help out a lot. Right. But you know, nobody, nobody really stepped up in the community of rapid as far as sponsors this last year. Cause again, just like Sydney was the same way until the next year. Well, then they seen it and they go, okay, this is not a bullshit deal. Right. Well now, now people are stepping up more and more. We got better hotel rates or rapid and we got, you know, the dirt people are coming in. We got Olson Towing's going to sponsor the skid steers and come do all the uh, removal of the cars. And we got uh, the golf carts. I mean, everybody's just kind of stepping up more the radio station that, you know, it just takes yep. time. And, and so, yes, we're working on like a, we're trying to get a Napa uh, for Rapa. We're trying to get it to be a Napa, you know, the Napa is going to sponsor the main, the main, uh, the first place. Sure. Um, I don't know if it happened this year, but it's, we're working on that. Yeah. It's, so, it's not it easy. Takes, I feel it you. just takes time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's hard, you know, in Williston, like when we did the Sydney deal, like I got a lot of sponsors from Williston. Well, cause I, I lived there all my life. I knew everybody. Right. And they knew that I sponsored all sorts of stuff too. So it was no big deal. Right. Right. But then going to rapid where nobody knows you, it, it is hard. And, uh, but we're, it's, coming along a lot better than you know i thought it would and a lot of people are stepping up a little better and um budweiser stepping up a little more this year um they sponsored a bunch of stuff last year not no money but they did banners and all that stuff and they sponsored the beer for that pit party and stuff sure um but they're they're doing a little extra this year and you know every, everybody's gonna step up more and more as you go like when we you know the last year in sydney i mean we had people calling us hey we'd like to sponsor this hey we'd like to do this hey we'd like to do that and so now moving that doing that one in the state line that's going to help a lot too because like Hurley's is going to help us with the toilets and the light plants and like kind of like they did in Sydney and Williston Auto there and Williston is going to supply the vehicle and radio ads like they've done for me in the past and I mean everybody knows over there what's going on you know so they're they're not gun shy it's just the when you're new somewhere they get a little gun shy they don't want to fly by night either you know they don't want to sponsor one year and they never see that person again absolutely and i don't blame them i mean they got to be careful too because if they're you know if they sponsor the wrong thing the event goes poorly it reflects right have their name on the poster which yep. it has a lot of different events coming and going all the time or just the hills in general so you know like you making the investment last year on your own and losing a little money is going to probably return tenfold on that eventually right right exactly and you know when we we decided to move it to rapid you know me and trace were talking me and trace and kyle and uh 
we're like, well, what should we just let her rip and up the pay to pay too? And and Kyle's like, no, no, let's just wait and see. And I said, you know what? Screw it. Let's just see what happens. So that's when I moved first place up to 20 and second up to 15. And could we have waited a year? Probably. Would not have helped me out? Yeah, probably. But you know what? We want to we want to have a big derby and have a good show. So, right. and you know, a lot of people say that for the money we pay, it's one of the most hard hitting shows for that kind of money. You know, like you, of course you throw money out there. You think everybody's going to sandbag, but we try not to let them. So it, that helps right. a lot, you know? Right. Right. Cool. Well, I, I don't have anything else. I don't know if you do Nevada. Yeah, I mean, just the general stuff. It's nice to talk to, you know, you two that promote more stuff. I sit here with a lot of ideas through marketing yeah. stuff, different things yeah. that I'd like to see. So it's nice to kind of just spitball those ideas and just hear how realistic or, I mean, give you guys some ideas and whatever, I guess. Like like we talked about coming back from Blizzard Bash, I had Derek and Tyler in the pickup with me, and we just BSed about stuff we'd like to see or you know different stuff you know it wasn't any rules talk any type of cars builds driving anything it's just marketing and stuff and i mean that's what i try to focus more on because i kind of have to with my business i guess right 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 well Perfect. that's the other you know the other problem with uh, marketing and advertising and stuff like that is facebook is legit the number one marketing and advertising tool there is yeah, for sure. You know, there everybody it's insane what you you know, people I don't do Facebook. I, I don't do Facebook for anything other than advertising my business and um seeing stuff on marketplace and whatever. But <laughs> Facebook is a beautiful, beautiful free tool to everybody. You know, we yeah. we pay to promote, you know, promote the ads and stuff, we pay for it and stuff and whatever, yep. but it's hard. And that's another reason it's hard for these businesses to sponsor things is because they have Facebook. Right. And you can get 20,000 views off Facebook in t two hours, you know? So they're like, well, we could just spend our money on, you know, social, you know? Right. So that, that gets hard to get people to step up to. Right. Right. For sure. But I, I appreciate mean, Nevada, you oh. do everything you do on Facebook too. I mean, most yeah. all your stuff. I mean, it's, my cattle king deal down here and all my other stuff it's facebook generated i mean it's right it's it's insane how you know how that stuff works and every all the info for blizz bash all the info for my show all the info for sammy's they might facebook. have their own website but literally facebook you know so it's yeah we it's crash is a thing of the past <laughs> oh absolutely yeah i think it's so funny like some of the stuff at my real job or just different things i'm involved in in town they're just like well, we got to make sure we put it in the paper or the radio because not everybody has Facebook. I'm like, someone's grandma is commenting on every classified post. Don't oh, tell yeah. them that everybody has Facebook. And if you don't, you're such the minority. It's not worth spending the 50 bucks to put it in the paper or the radio or something. Yep. Like, the, only, the only time we've ever seen it beneficial in the paper is when we do our car show because it is predominant older people. But other than that, Paper ads and things like that have been just a waste of money for us. Even like that, oh, yeah. 
as far as like events and stuff, there's not enough to go on these local papers. They should just do a story on it just to fill space. You shouldn't have, in my opinion, you shouldn't have to pay $50 to advertise. It should just be a story on there. Like you can't tell me that it's filled. And it gets expensive, super expensive. Well, yeah, they, they, like Sydney did that. You know, we were in the paper, me and Pam Bando, and that was pretty cool because it went pretty viral there for a while about that derby. And then um, the Sydney Classified did that. Well, then the Mile City uh, newspaper pretty much shot it all down and said that the reason – so they te- – that year that we had that really bad COVID when whatever, yep. they tested – Richland County tested the day Monday after the derby. They had a free testing – Okay. Well, of course, when you don't test for a month, right? Well, now you're going to have COVID cases, right? Well, then, so then Mile City put in their newspaper because they didn't want to have the Derby that yep. it was the Bakken's fault, the Derby's fault, yeah. that all the COVID cases. So, tried to give the you bad PR. Good or bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like, and you can't, you know, on Facebook, I can just go delete the, you know, so many comments, I can delete it or I can do this <laughs> yeah. or do that or whatever. Well, on yep. that newspaper, I can't, you know. So, and and that's the other problem with Facebook too. Is though you got all the keyboard warriors that have never derby today in their life, and they see, you know, like at the August show, um, that third place car. You know, we have a one one and done rule. So if you're you're on fire, or if we have to stop the derby for you, you're done. Um, yeah. And he he literally got that one car up on the side and kept going and flipped them over. I mean, they're down to four. They've been battling for 20 minutes. Right. Well, so that that took that other guy out, right? I mean, I would have done the same thing. I mean, it sounds shitty, but, I mean, I'm down to the money now, you know? Well, then we had a bunch of people. that What a shit driver. He should have backed up and not done that. He could hurt somebody. And it's like, have you ever even drove a derby car? you know or even been in the pit that's the only thing that sucks about facebook is yeah bad news travels way faster than good news you know what i'm saying oh 100 percent. that's the you know and you got to take after the first year promoting you that's what i learned is you cannot take this stuff to heart you might have 20 people on there bitching and moaning but you have 2,000 people on there praising you know what i'm saying Yep. And you can't take the, you can't take the bad, you can take it into, into context or whatever, but you cannot, cannot let it dictate what you're doing. Absolutely. As far as, you know, you can't get discouraged and well, so-and-so said that we shouldn't, you know, this guy got a driver's door hit or whatever. And well now, now you can't let that ruin your whole, the big picture, you know? Absolutely. We're so bad at that as a sport, you know, like you just said, there's 2000 people that or whatever the number is, but 2000 people that loved your derby, loved your show, loved tech, whatever. They don't say anything. But then two guys I got torqued off, they're on there running their mouth and saying this and saying that about. Oh, yeah. I mean, you insert what show, what promoter and what people and it's pretty interchangeable, but we're not very giving praise or it needs praise or just right there to cut everyone down and it's not helping you know right and i think you kind of ran into that a little bit last year caleb i mean we don't have to say names nothing but the sort of the the bad pr the facebook stuff after the show you got some just from certain drivers i guess which yeah because they you know 
whatever. They're the ones that are trying to taint your show. And, you know, every, everything else up to that point was great, basically, you know. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Like, you know, Scott with Postal Mopar, you know, he's sponsoring again like he always does. And, and, I, and maybe I shouldn't even say this, but, you know, he's been around the sport a lot longer than a lot of us. And he, you know, he goes, man, it's the best derby I've ever watched. He said, it's great. They're good calls, good this, good that. And you hear that from a lot of people. Then you have them certain few that think they got screwed over, that I'm a two-faced snake and whatever. I mean, it is what it is, right? You just got to right. you gotta roll with it, you know? Right. I mean, it's not but good I, for anybody because, I mean, I talked to you that week after beatdown and you asked me, like, hey, do we have a problem? And I was like, no. Like, I mean, it that's how far it trickled down. Cause I was like, well, no, I'm friends with you and we do a lot of things with business. I'm friends with that other group too. It, I mean, I don't have any bad blood. It wasn't, didn't involve me directly. So, but it's just weird. It's, that's what I mean. Like, that's how bad some bad news travels. Like it hurts. It doesn't hurt the parties involved. It hurts everybody else, you know? Yeah. Exactly. And it's that same thing, you know, like, it's just like, and I feel bad for the county fairs and stuff too, because when you have big money shows like mine and all these other ones, it's hard to go around the county fair for $1,500 right. when the county fairs used to be the most fun derbies there was. But when you got a show like mine is paying 20000 I mean, an $80,000 purse, your shows, all these other shows that are paying a lot better, you're not going to go waste your car at a $1,500 county fair. But on the other coin if the county fair is doing a good job then the money isn't a big deal right, right. i mean we all know that we're yes we're the money's there it's obviously more enticing but we all know we're never going to get that money back right you know the, them old days like when my dad derby and stuff he had to win or he couldn't afford to go derby the next weekend right that's just how it was well now there's so much money invested that it's just like this pig operation whether we win or not it ain't going to make a difference in the checkbook. You know? Nope. It, yes, it feels good to go cash that check at the bank and whatever, but then what do you do with that cash check? Oh, I should call Baldwin, or I should call Scott, or I should call Nevada, and I should get this, and I should get that, or you know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. You just, it's just like a business. You just keep re reinvesting it, and sooner or later, you know, and, and then you got the people that, you know, well, they retired because they couldn't afford it. No, I don't think that. It's family, you know. Everybody's got kids now, and they got, you know, like I don't get a derby as much as I want because I'm chasing Brecken around doing all this, and right. Um, and that's what happens. Everybody's in sports, and you know, family happens. So when you used to run, you know, I used to run 15 to 20 shows a year, and it was not even a question. Now, like last year, I didn't get to run at all. So, and this next year, I plan on running one or two, but. It's just, it's just family. So then you get the people that are younger that don't have the family. Well, then they're going to run a bunch. And yep. so a lot of people pick, you know, they'll sit in the winter and say, okay, I want to run my show, Sammy's show, your show or whatever. And that's their shows they're going to run. And if they have a car left over, maybe they'll hit up a county fair. Right. So that's what, and I hate when county fairs get to throw out the derby and there's just not as many cars there used to be. You're right. Because the $50, $25 cars and throw, you know, throw a set of plug wires and a tranny kit in it and go win yeah. a derby is long gone. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, and these county fairs, a lot more competitive. 
these county fairs, I think they can like start planning the derby like the month before. Or, or <laughs> yeah, that, that too. Oh gosh. You just said, I mean, all these guys that, you know, are busy with families and life in general and work, you know, they, like you said, sit in the winter, pick out the three, four shows. And if there's something left, try to run to one, you know, the next yep. week. Never finish yep. the to pull the setup out. But like these county fairs that, oh, the derby is going to be next month. Well, that just doesn't work. And like, and the, for them to think they can have their like own rules is irrelevant too, because you need to look like, all right, Caleb show has these set of rules. Maybe we should have our rules somewhat close to it. So maybe those guys can come afterwards or, you know, whatever right. are instead of and having it's like what Eric's doing with the Montana deal. I see that that was mine and his idea five, six years ago, but and I'm not, and I'm not trying to dog on Eric or anything, but he did completely different than what I would have done. Um, him trying to get everybody on board is great, but without somebody there, every show, it's just like IMCA and Wasota with these, you know, the sanctioned, and All that's right. essentially what he's trying to do. But you can't do that if you don't have that same person teching every one of them shows, because yeah, you, know. you you read them rules different than I do. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So you have to have that one person that reads the rules the same at every show. Otherwise, it's and, and I'll just tell you. So like Forsyth, Montana, three years ago I won that derby. They use my direct rules, okay? Well, I knew their freaking fault in them rules because I missed it for our show. And I did something that I wouldn't have let pass, but I knew the rules, right? right. So I go and win the derby and it was not a big deal. It was I just put a spacer uh piece of metal between my bell and dash bar yeah well i went in there you know ryan's like well you can't do that i said yeah i can it doesn't say nothing in the rules about it well then he had a meeting and of course i was able to run or whatever but that's what i'm talking about is i wrote the rules so now if i go run these shows with them same rules well now i know all the gray areas right you know what i'm saying and so you have to have somebody that whatever and my whole plan with that was and, and i'm still kind of working on it was the fairs or the, whoever wants these rules, they make the drivers all pay, kind of like the North Dakota Demolition Derby Deal Association, but legit, not a Cody Mitliner deal. A legit deal where, you know, you pay a membership at the end of the year, you know, there's uh, awards banquet, just like the racing deal, but you have to dedicate somebody to go to each one of these shows that hires that, you know, that essentially they buy that set of rules. Right. You know, but you it you just got to get all the stuff in order before you can do that because that's what's going on with all these Montana stuff now because they'll get this set of rules and so-and-so will show up and this guy reads it different and this guy reads it different. Well, then they compromise. Well, that's not going to work. Then that pisses off these other five that read it like this. Right. You know, so no... It's hard to get people on board, is what I, I guess I'm getting at with that. Oh, it is deal because it's just it's got you got to you got to people got to be accountable. I guess is what is the best better word. Yeah, you almost need like a I don't want to say rules meeting because everybody associates that with like actually writing the rules and what you think's wrong with them, but like a <laughs> tech certification meeting or something. Where yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you need to train everybody. What, this yeah. rule means this. This means this is how you can do it. This means this. And, you know, 
you know, I think that's the way like Wyzota and IMCA and like even NHRA, like at Sturgis for that trip, have those, you know, go by those rules. They have to have somebody certified to tech. Right. You know. Exactly. Exactly. And that was my whole plan. And, and, and I might still go towards it and whatever. And <clears throat> I'm working on getting some more shows in Oklahoma because there's some shows down here and they're just way behind the times, but um, you know, doing something like that and, whatever I, i'm working on that kind of stuff it's just there's only so much time and of course it goes back to that same deal as family and you know i don't want to maybe be at a show every weekend i might want to be at the lake or going fishing or you know whatever yep yep so that's sure. what's hard about the whole I, and I envy eric for trying this and all that and i've had the same talk with him it's just it's hard to get people on board if they're not you know going to be a guarantee you know right right it just it all takes so much time i mean we're all doing this as a hobby and a side gig or whatever you know we still have our families and work and everything else where like some of the other sports like you know people that are the nhra or the imc sanctioning body like there's a place an office with 10 15 12, whatever 100 people working there that that's their right, job exactly. we're trying to do this but a little bit of time we have after work and free time and right. He appreciates all that stuff yeah no and he's done great and he tries and he tries and tries and he can't get all these people on board and but he the ones that are on board love it and once they figure it all out and he tried and he went to like the shows last summer or the summer before and tried to help him and do all that and it's just but like i told him i said are you going to do that every year well i don't want to well exactly that's the problem is we can't right you know we gotta you gotta have a dedicated person or whatever because it's just that's just how it is but people have lives too you know yep yep so everybody that interprets stuff so different that's what's amazing about your beatdown show you know there's guys from all over the country running those sets of rules and like you know mitchell talked about it when he ran in vegas you know just the wording on stuff he didn't even know what it meant or how to do it or different parts and i mean it's just crazy that you guys can tech the cars fairly where they come from different parts of the country and completely different build styles and just the way people do things is so much different where you go. Yeah. And I'm the first one to tell everybody I like gray areas. Okay. Which sounds stupid coming from a promoter, but <laughs> you got to let these drivers build too. You know, that's yeah. part of the fun, right? Is reading between the lines, figuring out how you can get away with it. You know, Chris Williams last year, got away with something pretty bad i'm not going to tell it on the air or whatever but it was badass what he did and he read he just sat there and studied them rules for a week he said and you know that's where the thinking you know yes if you if you just skim through them rules okay i could build a car in a weekend probably or a week you know but right. you're not going to be competitive because there's so much stuff that you can do but we still drag it back to you know and then we make a decision well it it, it is you know, it kind of says that it kind of doesn't. Let's, you know, we're going to set our grounds right now. And I fair, I feel like we're very fair about that. You know, if you got us on a set of rules or on a, on a rule, we're going to let you go with it. We might fix it for next year and right. we'll write it down so we can. But you, you caught us. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm the first one to say you got to leave gray areas. You got to leave so these guys can build a car. Right. 
Well, and that's what I kind of admire about your guys' operation is if someone does get you on the rules, you don't guys don't necessarily like freak out and be like, Oh, you're cutting that. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You're just like, no, wait a second. Like you got us. Do it this year. You're not gonna do it next year. We're changing, you know. Right. Make sure and that's what we'll do. We'll then take the three of us or the four of us or whatever and we'll go in the front of the car or wherever and say, Okay, he's got us. Do we let him go with it? Do we not? If we let him go, we need to make sure that, you know, we've set this standard right now that this is going right. to be okay or this isn't, you know? And and I like that about – and Kyle is very good. And Trace was too. And, I mean, we're going to miss Trace, don't get me wrong. Um, but Kyle and, you know, we hired some more guys now or whatever, but Kyle's very, very good about that stuff because they are builders, right? So they, they'll think outside the box. And then at the end of the day, I make the final decision because them guys don't want to be the bad guys or whatever, which is fine. Um, but they say, hey, here's what, you know, Gil and Petro and all them. Here, here's what we think. Okay, well, let's weigh our odds or, you know, whatever. And I like that about our crew because I don't, a lot of people don't do that. You know, we used to go to shows and county fairs and, well, nobody else did this. Well, what does that matter? Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't like that. <clears throat> Right. Well, just because somebody else didn't think about it doesn't mean I can't do it, you know? Yeah, I hate that. Or they'll be like, well, if I would have knew I could have did that, I would have did it. It's like, no, you didn't know you could do that because you don't <laughs> go to derbies every other week. You're not friends with all these yeah. guys that are good builders and good drivers and help And them. you're not competitive. That's, like, That's about all it boils down to is you're not. They're the same people that are going to sit there and bitch, but they're going to be the same ones that don't put the time into their car just like this pig showing deal and everything like that you know everybody always says oh Beckham's pigs walk so good well yeah he puts in the work puts in the time right. he's down in the barn every day same with that derby car you know i read read the rules a hundred times and i looked at the car a hundred times and you know all these good builders and drivers it depends on what kind of rules compared what kind of car they're bringing right you know what i'm saying i'll read the rules and then i'll say okay which I'm probably bad about because I'm probably going to bring a Chevy every time. But a lot of these guys will be like, well, this is better for this car. So let me bring, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of them guys, they don't dream like that. You know, they just think it's a, well, we can weld 15 inches and we can weld the door shut and put a cage in it. That's easy enough. Well, no, if you read them rules and start getting creative, there's a lot more you can do. Right. At, and that's not just at my show. That's at everybody's show. For sure. So I like that stuff and it's cool. And that's why another thing, like anybody that texts my show can never run my show because 100%. I don't feel it's fair. You know, I think like visible them, they do like two or three years, but I don't think it's fair that you can sit there and learn all this stuff. Right. Checking them cards and get all these good ideas and then come run my show. That's just not fair. Nope. Not at all. So that's how I said it. And it, and it's cool. The tech and seeing all this, these cool ideas. And, and I do give a lot of them drivers pat on the back. I'm like, that's a pretty good idea, you know? So I can right. leave it. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> but there comes a point where you can't, you can't let them just go do whatever they want either, you know? Right. So. Cool. <clears throat> well, I appreciate your time, Caleb hopping on and uh, uh, good little talk. And thanks again, Nevada for hopping on. I don't know if yeah, you're going to no, go watch the football good. game today or not, but I, I'm sure I'll watch part of it, but it's not like. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, 
like, subscribe, all these videos. We can't do it without you guys.